stardom shit's happening. My favorite, my favorite current like stardom wrestler is retiring at the age of like twenty four or something. <laughs> well, she started when she was three, probably. So, like- <laughs> dude, that's the thing is like like stardom wrestlers, like like Joshi wrestlers will retire and it's like at the age of like twenty six. I was like, how long did she wrestle for? Nine years. Yeah. So you're just like. She she didn't she started in high school instead of high school and I was like that's an option in Japan. <laughs> she wrestled or she's retiring at the ripe old age of twenty eight after a long wrestling career of twenty eight years. What the <laughs> fuck? Fifteen. I don't know. Riho's is like at at like twelve years. Yeah, she started when she was like ten. ten. Yeah, because she's been going forever. My favorite is when I think Kenny was doing a Q&A and someone was like, is that the fucking nine-year-old you beat up and now you're booking her? No, that's not her, but God, that would have been great. She's next year signing. Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the captain of the ship, Scotty Moore. I am the man who is suing you for um, gimmick infringement on behalf of Captain Tibbs, Blake Tanner. I am the stowaway to Tampa Bay, (laughs) the Dylan. Fuck, that's good. That's real good, actually. You're You're the only one that came up with something good. Yeah. That was last minute, too, and I was like, I think that'll work. I was just like, well, we got, we have to talk about the first, this is the first ever episode of AEW I had to miss, but luckily it was pre-taped. But holy fuck, we gotta get on a boat one of these days, y'all, because it looks buck wild on there. Can that be our stretch goal for 2021? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we start saving at, like, I know that runs out, if we start saving after Mania... We could probably do it. Yeah, all the zero dollars a week I'm going to be earning after Mania, it'll add up. It'll add up, baby. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have a job by then, I think you have bigger problems. Yeah. I mean, I guess we should talk about the real, like, because the rest of it was all, we're on a boat, so we're going to have fun wrestling times and throw MJF in a pool, which was a fantastic segment. Because it was Cody being, like, stoic, serious Cody of, I want to beat you up so bad. But you know what? The Young Bucks can beat you up instead. Super kick, at which point JR goes, sweet chin music! And Excalibur goes, no, 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 that was a super kick. Super kick city, that's right! No JR! And so then at that point, Cody goes from serious Cody to, should we throw him in the pool? And MJF just gets yeeted into the middle of a pool. And then he got real sadistic and said, should we throw him overboard? (laughs) It's certain death. Yeah. Almost instant, in fact. But I'm somehow both more intrigued and less intrigued with the Adam Page thing now. Because I saw, like, oh, they won the title. So I was like, my instant reaction was, oh, that's weird. Why would they do that? But now I'm even more down with, like... This odd couple pairing of Kenny, who's just excited to go out and do elite things, and Adam Page, who's like, I'm gonna go drink beer with the fans and have them crowd surf me back to the stage, so you guys have fun. I really want, I really want whoever keeps making his, like, intro cards (laughs) to be promoted. 
That, they're so good every single time. I'd at least like them to get a raise, because if they get promoted, that means they might stop making the intro cards. No, I want them to make them for everyone. I feel like that's a promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite, because literally, I don't think, they used to do it goofy for a few guys, but now it's just Adam Page. Kenny will get, like, the trying to avenge his loss against Pac thing, but then every single time, Adam Page, sad cowboy on boat. Adam Page was hoping this was a booze cruise. <laughs> Is that what it said this week? I didn't yeah, say, oh, I was hoping this would be a booze cruise. That's very, very good. But yeah, that happened, um, I guess we we can actually talk about last week's AEW, which nothing really happened. The most to come out of it was me realizing that, oh, all the elements of the, uh, of the villain, not villain enterprises, all elements of, uh, Nightmare Collective are bad, because I was like, oh, fuck yeah, we get to see Mel in action! <laughs> oh, no, Mel is really, really bad. Like, she botched two moves in succession. <laughs> it's hard to fucking do, my dude. So, uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna gloss over the fact that, uh, that John Moxley got fucking stabbed in the eye? That, that wasn't important Oh, no, 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 no. that's gonna guys. come into play later. Don't worry, I am gonna talk about that. It's just okay. not in this segment. We can't talk about it yet. Did you watch the uh, the tag team four way to set up the number one contenders match? How was that? Because that had the Bucks in it and Buck fucking wild, my dude. It was amazing. Like the match itself was great, and then also it helped build the Adam versus Kenny angle because like the Bucks were teaming with Kenny to help to help out in the match, and then um, at one point I think it was either Matt or Nick, and the other one was off the apron, realizes oh I've got to tag in, I'm beaten down, walks over to Paige and Kenny's corner, looks and they both have their hands out. Looks at them both and then tags Kenny. And you can see Paige be like, what the fuck? Okay, cool. And then end of the match, they uh, Paige tags himself in and then they hit the... It's like a V-trigger and the clothesline, which is a... Yeah, the buckshot. Yeah. And then that was the end of it. But yeah, it was a very good match. I, I loved it. I mean, tag team wrestling is what they do good. So you're saying that the only way to kill a young buck is with some buckshot? Buckshot? Yeah, fuck you. Yes, though. Oh, well, I don't... I can't remember who they pinned. I don't think it was the Bucks. They pinned somebody, though. They still they still beat the Young Bucks for their title. That, that counts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So can we talk about how, how good the booking of the Dark Order is now? That's so good. The I videos. love them. Like, the one, where, the one where they acknowledge the dude that didn't do the worked punches right, so they sacrificed him for not doing his job right. Wait, I didn't see this. What? When did this? Yeah, happen? yeah, yeah. There was a video of it where they're talking to the exalted one, and he's like, "the the one that like failed, take care of him." And fucking Uno's like, "Yes, exalted one. Yeah, we are one." And like he goes, "They did a full murder." Yeah, yeah they did a they did a full murder. They acknowledged the botch and incorporated it into the storyline. Yeah, with me. They also talked about like their targets, like uh... yeah, that's what I liked because that was AEW straight up being like, we know you're not dumb, so we're just gonna blatantly be like Michael Nakazawa, Adam Page. These are the people we're looking at because if it's a surprise, it's not gonna be them. So we might as well bring them up right now. Or it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or it is, and then it just pays off of they said they were going to do it, and then they did it. So I, I liked that a lot, actually. 
Yeah, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Now, in non-pro wrestling news, I will take a brief moment to say the fucking Mac is back, baby! A, look at damn. the boy who does not care about MMA stayed up all night to watch Conor McGregor beat up a cowboy for 40 seconds with his shoulder. Is that? I could just imagine somewhere in a dingy hotel room littered with empty bottles of whiskey as soon as a cowboy <laughs> lost. Uh, a drunken hangman just shot both right. I feel a disturbance. No, no, he fucking stands up. Like, you know how Elvis used to shoot his TV if something happened? Adam jumps from him and he fucking hits a buckshot lariat on the TV and takes it out. Why did I do that? I mean, I was expecting a very even fight, but I was happy with what I got that night. Because I, w I poured myself some Irish whiskey to enjoy, like, pre-match through the match, and I was like, I'll finish it when the match is over. Oh, no, I just have to take a shot of extremely expensive Irish whiskey now, because it's done. It's donezo, baby. I, I think the thing is, the thing I like about MMA is that I'm not mad if I get a short fight. Yeah. Where in wrestling, sometimes I'm real mad if I get a short fight. Kofi Kingston. That's all we have to say about that. Honestly, I prefer MMA matches when they go short. I mean, I know I was expecting a fight, but I was also like, wouldn't it be dope, though, if they did the old school, like, Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, they're done in 40 seconds thing? And then Conor was like, I will oblige you. Okay. <laughs> also, Batista wore a cowboy hat. That's all I'll say about MMA. Back to wrestling. Speaking of Irish people, Finn Balor's still really good. Oh, what, is, what did he do lately? Because I've not paid attention to NXT. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying, in general. We haven't <laughs> talked about him in weeks. He's, he's, just just, he's, been real, he's just been really good the last few things. His thing where he has Prince, but the C has been replaced with an X, which I don't think works phonetically. Prince. Uh, <laughs> Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh, the fucking, I think it was this week's episode of Being the Elite? Where the whole time, they're, they finally were like, we have to say something about Marty. And the opening of the show is just the Bucks pacing back and forth and Kenny being like, don't worry, he'll answer me. I'll call him. I'll call him. Goes through the whole spiel of like, we'll offer you, should we say 25, 20, 50, 50, 65 650 grand a year to do this. Goes down the whole thing and then they hang up and they're like, so we got him. Yeah. The villain. I think he's more of a babyface personally, but <laughs> wait, who did you call? I heard that old voice we know and love, right? That good Southern drawl, <laughs> like Southern England, or no, no, <laughs> who, who did you call? And then Kenny makes a series of faces that will be made into gifts in the future, and before just being like Marty Jannetty, <laughs> I've messed up so bad. <laughs> I like how the I like how the ongoing storyline of being the elite is that Kenny Omega is terrible at anything that's not wrestling. Yeah, I and I love that. I really like that about it actually. And, and video games. He's also good at video games. Yeah, he does video games, he does wrestling and managing a company terrible. He's also occasionally very very good at responding to tweets as evidenced by someone who was just like 
You know something I think, Adam? Kenny Omega's good, but Adam Cole looks so much better in the ring. He's got better physique. He's so good. And Kenny replied to it saying, I'm jacked as hell and Adam Cole is dead. So what have you got to prove now? Adam Cole? Why, he's, he's, he's dead! He's a name I haven't heard in several years. Heart attack. Oh my god! For um, being a fat ass. Yeah. So did we, uh... Did did you guys hear about the Daniel Bryan hair segment? Oh yeah, that was great. So... The, the, the what? Basically, so um... When the Bri- Fiend ripped out Daniel Bryan's hair? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the reason why he's so bald now? Yeah, because he said originally he didn't... He, was, he told the producer, like... Okay, you can cut some of it off, but I still want this much length. Can we just have this much length? And producers, fine, all right, we'll do that. Because famously, apparently, Brie Bella hates his shaved head. And he was like, I just want long hair and no beard. I want to do that because people know me for the beard, not the hair. So it's like he's stripping away a part of me. And I'm like, that's actually really, really cool. And then they cut the hair bad, and they just had to cut all of it off. Yeah, <laughs> My favorite was the storytelling of it, because he's like, well, I went under the ring, and we had two barbers down there who were just fucking going at me, ripping the hair off of me with, like, shears and stuff, and everyone on Twitter at once went, why didn't you just use fake hair? Use fake hair, and then after the fact, while you're in the back, get it actually cut. And then Brian retorted, of course, Use that synthetic crap? Do you yeah. know what's gonna happen when you that goes into a landfill? Exactly. I mean, all I could think is maybe they did it so when Daniel emerged, the people in the live audience will be like, oh yeah, he really did get fucked up. That's cool. The hair's actually gone. How did they do that? And it's because we added two barbers, which I think is really too many cooks in the kitchen at the end of the day, taking care of Brian's head. I mean, yeah, really, could you not have just, like, taken a few more seconds at the end of that segment to get a good cut, though? Yeah. Instead of having to, like, frantically just... I mean, yeah, well, you do also have to imagine there's a clown demon standing right above you, reaching down and pulling up hair, so that had to add to the chaos a little bit. No, you know, he could have chewed the scenery a little bit. That's what Bray's good at doing. Yeah. But now, speaking of WWE, we do need to look forward to this weekend because it might be a good pay-per-view. I'm still, this is the one time where I'm like, I know I'm going to be disappointed, but I'm going to hold out hope because the Rumble should be good. Uh, Actually, speaking of, I'm sorry, side note, uh, speaking of of that, because one, I didn't realize how many good options they had for entrance in the Royal Rumble. Uh, because B, Adam Blompier actually came back on YouTube for a video. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh wow. And and that made me and that made me happy inside because I forgot how much I loved his like dickish Brit- British like uh like sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, no, no. Most years I'm just like, ah, oh, they're gonna wheel out this person or that person. And as he was going through it, I was like, you know, the last fifteen people he listed are all actually really good. Yeah. With me, the most buckwild thing is the fact that we can pick from any roster for this, but 
I was looking at the rosters and the women announced, there's like five. It's the four I have listed on the prediction series right now, and also Natalia got announced today. And I'm like, y'all know it's supposed to be 30 people, right? We can't I thought we were all I thought we were just gonna guess and we weren't gonna really pay attention to that. Oh, I put it in there if we needed anything, but j- just in case, but also realizing that I'm like, I guess we're just gonna have to guess off of these, my dudes. Oh shit. Okay. I mean remember, everybody gets one raw, one smackdown, one third. Yeah, and we're doing a draft, so it's gonna be Dylan, me, Blake, me, Blake, Dylan, Blake, Dylan, me. And that's going to be for both of them. And I I vote you can draft from anything. So as it goes on, like, we're not going to do a round of nothing but raw round of nothing. No, 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 no. You take your your pick and then, like, you got that one. Yeah, no, it's strategic. It's strategic. Yeah, exactly. You got to have depth. You got to have depth of picks. But uh, before we do that, let's... Oh, God, the predictions have not... Here we go. Before we do that, let's get into the normal things before we get into the great, great draft predictions. Um, starting off, we've got Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. And I will say, this is probably the first time in a Fiend match where I'm like, it could go to Bryan, but I currently have The Fiend as my guess. Same. Yeah. Yeah, There's... I told you I'm not picking against Bray Wyatt again. (laughs) No, it's hard to do it. And, like, I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, Not this time. I don't... Blake, can you look up and see if I've got any that I've missed? Because I, I made this before Raw, I think. Uh, Becky versus Asuka. Oh, this is... I, I mean, I'm gonna always pick with the Irish last kicker because she's got the most potential matches going into Mania. Yeah. I never and not I, bet on Becky now. Yeah, at this point... Like, the point of this was not for Asuka to win. The point of this was for Asuka to be, like, a monster again. And, like, they'll put on a great match. I'm sure it'll end in, like, you know, some kind of really cool sequence. And then afterwards, like, Asuka will still be tag champ with, with, uh... God, I can't remember. Kyrie Zane. Yeah, Kyrie Zane. Sorry. I, be- I-, I, was-, I was looking at an NXT thread and I saw EO and I was like, that's not fucking it. That's a different <laughs> prediction. I do really like CM Punk on WWE Backstage was talking about it, and he was like, Superman has Lex Luthor, Batman has the Joker, Becky Lynch has Asuka. And I'm like, thank you so much for not putting Charlotte as Becky's perennial rival, because I much prefer the Becky versus Asuka as, like, the top rivalry. Yeah, the Batman the Batman one really works now that Asuka has the makeup. Yeah, exactly! <laughs> All right, so we all got Becky for that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's the Rumble. For the most part, all of these are pretty one-sided, I'll say. For instance, Roman versus Baron Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Didn't we get this wrong last time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still going to say Roman, because always bet on Roman. Same. Uh, all right, so none of the points are going to change unless one of us gets a rumble thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, gonna, sh- it's all going to come down to Mania weekend again, motherfucker. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, there is one match uh, you missed, and that is for the United States Championship. Andrade versus Umberto. I mean, Andrade just got it. They're going to try to build him up before Mania to where he can have, like, a big match at Mania. I say Andrade. I already had him in. <laughs> Dylan? 
Yeah, it'll there'll be some the first one there'll be some like weird disqualification. They'll probably give it to Umberto sometime next month. Yep. Okay. So yeah, literally it's all the same. It's it- <laughs> Unless one of us wants to pick Lacey Evans to win the SmackDown title. Dun, 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 no, 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 fuck that. Um, and then also we've all got Seamus. Cause who's gonna pick against the returning giant white beast as he takes on a man called Shorty Fucking G? Um, I did just copy and paste all of ours into your field, Dylan. So if there's one you'd like to change, just let me know. Dylan's uh, like, I'm good. <laughs> the, literally, the only one is the Bailey one because you know she hasn't done anything, and they're still high on Lacey Evans as a as like a. As, like, a, a contender uh, yeah. person for the roster. Uh, and, like, this win would be a big win, and it would put her in a position. And, like, hey, another successful blonde wrestler. Um, yeah, exactly. I also think, like, they're trying to build her up as, like, this big, almost like a family character, where she's like, I got my family, and I take care of them. And I, I was in the military. So she's got everything that it needs. I just don't know if they'll pull the trigger on it. I just don't, like... Outside of her character, I'm pretty sure she's like cool from what I've seen. But her character, I'm just like, no, man, you're like a you're like a middle aged mom that shows up at the supermarket and it's just like, you're not a bitch, but like you you exude bitch energy. Oh yeah, yeah, and the fact that even now as a baby face, she's still like, I still do my wifely duties. I wake up and I feed my husband and I make sure he's all kinds of taken care of. And I'm like, I don't think this works as a baby face anymore. Cause this is a weird like idea you're putting out into the world about what a wife's duties are. There's a lot. This is, this is a bit too boomer for me. Yeah. A bit too boomer. The uh, Lacey Evans story. So let's now move on. To the 2020 Rumble draft pick of 2020. Uh, Dylan, would you like to start with the women's Rumble, who your first pick is? I like how you guys gave me first pick of the women's. All right. Uh, no, no, no. It's going gonna, gonna to repeat because it would wrap back around when we go into the men's. So you're also going to okay. have first pick of the men's. Um. Okay. Fuck me. Fuck me. Um, Shayna Baszler. Oh, fuck. That fuck it. you. Um, okay, I'll, you go with your MMA girl, and if we're gonna stick with surprises, I'm gonna go with my MMA girl, Ronda Rousey. <sighs> Alright, fine. Um, since y'all are going with fun and good ideas, I'm just gonna go with Charlotte Flair. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Alright, uh, round two... I'm up. I'm gonna go with my SmackDown pick, which is actually going to be the boss, Sasha Banks, and then at Mania, we have the boss and hug connection implode as Sasha takes on Bailey. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably the most likely. That's the one that I wanted, but it's fine. Alright, well, Blake, what do you got now? (laughs) Um. Wait, just skip me? No, 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 it moves up one. So it moves up one. So now it goes me, Blake, you... Then Blake, you, me. So it was we- supposed to go. So the person starts. It was supposed to go, me, you, Blake, Blake again, you, me, me again, you, Blake. That's a snake draft. Why would it go that? I was gonna say it just moves up, so that way I get a, a turn in second, a turn in first, a turn in third. You okay? Fine, whatever. Yeah, Blake what's your next. Gets- what's your next pick, Blake? It's his show. Yeah. 
Although, it does fuck everybody that just doesn't go first. Alright, so... Well, no, you go first next. Whatever. Just, just go for it, bro. Go for it. Just don't try to put logic on it. It'll just hurt all of us. That is true. Um, so... I, I agree with Dylan's point earlier that um, I think they still want to build her up, even though I don't think she's going to win this match, and which is why I'm going to say Lacey Evans. Okay, so so it's so, so now it's me. Yeah, now er, uh, no, now it's back up to Blake because Blake hasn't gone first yet. Okay, so I didn't get a second round pick. No. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. No, now it's you. Now it's you. I did. I forgot. Okay, it was great. Still second round. Alexa Bliss. That's a good one. That's actually a really good one. Yeah. All right, Blake. Um, that's Raw, right? She's on Raw. I haven't been paying attention. Did she get drafted to a different way? Yeah. Um, no, she's actually on SmackDown. Let's see. For real. All yeah. right. Yeah. Doing good. Good, good. Um, I don't have many others, and I forget which show they're on. I just have, like, the Just ones... pick Mandy Rose. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Greatest guess. No, actually, um, I'm going to pick Kyrie Sane. Oh, I actually had her for one of my picks, so that's a good one. That's That's your raw pick? Yeah, that's my whatever fucking pick at this point. I'm trying to remember if there's anyone left on Raw at this point. Like, I feel like there's only six wrestlers on that on that brand. It kind of feels like that, yeah. What you got, D? Oh, I'm sorry, is it to me again? Yeah, it's you now. I sincerely apologize. You're all good. I'm just trying to remember who's on Raw. <laughs> Le- like, a legitimate, a legitimate thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Raw is like the hardest one to pick from because there's no one there. It's a rough. Once we get to what my pick is, you're gonna realize it is in fact a rough one. Um, because I know, I know the the like the the last person left isn't actually go- that that's on there for us isn't actually going to get it. So fuck me. Um. Yeah, it's it's hard once most of the picks are gone. I don't fucking Natalia is Natalia on Raw. Yeah, Natty Natty just got it. I'll give it to you if you just want to pick Natty. Yeah, I, I don't. But <laughs> they're not gonna give it to Sarah Logan, so that's the only shot I have. I got two good ones. I'll take I'll take Natalia. That's my that's my that's my loser prize. But now on to mine, and it's the worst decision I've had to make in my entire life. Because I'm gonna say fucking Lana takes it. I'm gonna say Lana, <laughs> that piece of absolute garbage, walks out of the rumble as the victor. Uh, you know what? That is a choice that you have made and put out into the universe. It's a big storyline that Vince loves. What's the biggest way to up it? Give her the rumble victory. <laughs> Okay, moving on to the men's and getting the taste of that out of our mouth. Mm-hmm, oh, no, mm-hmm. like, once again, as I said, there was, like, nothing for Raw. If you got Charlotte, maybe, but that was it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now back to Raw. Dylan, would you like to go first? Uh, yes. Okay, so for that one, uh, I'll take Kofi. Oh, shit. Oh, nice, nice, that's, nice. That's Which one? Okay. Oh, we didn't we didn't put that tag team match up there, by the way. Oh, is there a tag match? Yeah, they have a tag match against uh, Miz and uh, Morrison. Oh, I completely forgot about that. It wasn't even on the Wikipedia. I have Miz and Morrison, by the way. I have Miz and Morrison as well. Yeah, that's fine. Well, 
now that it's on to me, I mean, da-da, 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 da, dog, da-da, 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 he's got it now. Yeah. For the 50th straight year, Roman Reigns wins the Rumble. I'm really happy I got Roman because my other two choices were Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. And no, I can't. There. All right, Blakey T, what you uh, got? Fuck, y'all all suck. Um, you can pick Seth. Do I want to pick Seth, though? Well, no. Seth just won that title, which we didn't talk about because it's garbage. Um, I'm just you, gonna. You know my, you know my feeling is I have a long-standing feelings of when two people randomly start teaming and they beat the tag team champions or like a ta- established tag team. It's bullshit. I mean, yeah, the same. Well, I guess you could even say with like Kenny Adam that wasn't really thrown together, which is kind no, of no. They tagged together on and off in like six mans for years. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with game theory here and just say fuck it, Brock. Oh, okay. That was one of my my picks as well. I did make a secondary spreadsheet just for myself. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who you got next, buddy? Uh, I, I'm up next. Yeah, if we're if I'm gonna go with raw a, a raw superstar as well, but it is not Brock Lesnar. It is instead the best man on the mic, the scariest man in the company, Samoa Joe. Joe, that's good. That's good. Yep. Is it Tamina? Yes. Or, uh, no, Blake. Blake, then you. Yes, it's me. Um, I'm gonna give up. <laughs> and... You're like, I've already got Brock. I'm good. So I'm just gonna have fun with my surprise and say CM Punk. Oh, okay. You wanna be a dirty, nasty boy, then. I do. I just kinda wanna drink the pickle juice of this prediction. <laughs> okay. Dylan, what have you got? Keith Lee. Oh, you, <laughs> he just CM Punked in a different way. It's <laughs> he, very interesting. Yeah, which, oh man, apparently that North American title match was buck wild. I still need to watch the full thing. I mean, I know he's got that belt, but like, I know he'll at least have a strong showing. Yeah, there's exactly. nobody. There's nobody on NXT I could see winning it, because Cole still has the belt. And he's not ready, but, like, after the Survivor Series, I could see them doing it. Having him come up, or, like, lose the, the North American in some bullshit way, and then they just graduate him up. Yeah. Because they needed him to have a title win to look like a contender. Alright, um, now it's back up to Blake. Alright, um, I'll get a SmackDown pick and just say my constant companion and sadness, Daniel Bryan. Oh, okay. So he gets murdered by the fiend and then just limps out and then gets it. Yeah, that's a total Brian move, though, huh? Although I would say if he got it and then was like, yo, actually, fuck the fiend, I'm going to kill Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, that would be a huge pop for me. If he just decided I'm going to go to the other brand for this. That would be really fun. Uh, Dylan, what what you got? Uh, Kevin Owens. That was my that was my next raw pick. If Joe, it was literally Joe KO, and then um, 
Uh, and then fucking Brock. Special, by the way, uh, special shout out to Drew Galloway, who I see doing really well this Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think Drew, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like the breakout eliminator or something like that. I can't, I love Randy Orton right now because he's in full, I do not give a singular fuck Randy Orton mode. Because he had a match against Drew and did like the rope hung DDT and was just like sticking his tongue out and staring at people and then did the Hulk Hogan like hand wave. Yep. Is it really weird that none of us picked AJ? Wow. 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 No, I I just don't think he's in that place. Uh, Unless he comes in as a surprise, really. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 I could see him coming out and then afterwards, like, challenging... He'd probably challenge Brock. Because remember that match they had a few years ago? That was the shit. That was pretty great. See, now... Devitt probably comes back. Part of me really... If you could, because they didn't get to do an NXT-style rumble, if they could say, like, if an NXT star wins, they could challenge the champion, I would pick my one of my surprises, which was Velveteen Dream. But nah, th- he's... Yeah, I, d- I don't feel that one. Uh, I also had John Cena, because I couldn't think of any other surprises, That's because good. I didn't want to go back to the CM Punk well for, like, the third fucking year. Thank you, Blake, for taking my spot. I drank that. You could have, you could have, you could have been like me and like debated picking Edge. In, oh no, no, no! That's true. Which would hold on, Dylan? Thank you for oh. announcing my pick, Edge. <laughs> okay, so Scotty, I will say, in the past, your devil may care attitude towards picking CM Punk towards the Rumble had no legs to stand on, yeah. and this year is the only time where it would have made sense. <laughs> So we took it from you. Fuck off. No, no, no. Shut up, Dylan. I took it. <laughs> Look at me. I am the punk man now. Well, there it is. I, I'm i excited with the spread I got. I got a pretty decent spread there. Roman, uh, Joe, Kevin Owens. No, I have Kevin Owens. You can fuck off. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh... That's because Blake has put just names in random cells on our prediction series. No, that means no. I've switched all of your men's predictions, so you're gonna need to switch those back. Yeah, I got this. I'll, I'll take care of it for you, buddy. Uh. But you know who takes care of us? Nobody. All of our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can go and support the Fight Boys and get exclusive content like our show Wrestling History X, where we take a deep dive into the history of some of our favorite things in professional wrestling. We are going to, we just did one on CM Punk. There's actually a preview of it in the feed. If you guys want to go back a few and listen to that, Uh, the next one is going to be done by the Dylan and it's going to be all about Kenny Omega's junior run. And holy shit, it's going to be the nerdiest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to watch tape. I'm going to try to get out of work early. Yeah. This next, like, this next couple of days. And just sit down and... Because, like, it's only... His his title defense matches. It's all... And, like, other matches. It's only, like, eight or nine. We show up for the show next week. You've got long blonde hair, a leather jacket, and sunglasses on. We're like, what the fuck happened to Dylan? Are you okay? I shaved my arm hair off. Devil's Sky is just playing on a boombox on repeat. <laughs> Blake, come over here. I want to chainsaw you with my arms. <laughs> so who are we annoying this week, Dylan? Who should we tweet at? Uh, we should tweet at Marco Stun. 
Uh, oh hold on. shit, I... that's actually a good one. In fact, hold on. I, my, my phone is charging. While I do that, please tell everybody about how good Marco is. Sure. Uh, he, he's he's very good. He had a great match on uh, on Dark this week. Uh, Jungle Express did, where you know. Uh, Jungle Boy was kind of like the work rate guy. Luchasaurus was, you know, like the, the hot tag. Like, He's the powerhouse. Yeah, the powerhouse. And then Marco Stunt was the person you throw around like a ragdoll, but he also had really creative offense. Like, he is he is very good. Are you ready for this tweet? Yeah, yeah, bust it out. Okay, and I, and I quote, uh, at Marco Stunt, congratulations on your killer set on the uh, Rock and Rager cruise. Remember that time at Double or Nothing where Nick Gage kicked your brother off the stage of Joey Janela's brunch? <laughs> um, but while I do this, what are our heels and faces of the week, and do we want to start with the good or the bad? Um, I'm 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 good either way. All right, Blinky T, what do you say? What? Huh? Hello. What What do you say? Heel or face? Oh shit! Ah, uh, hi. Um. Let's go with heel, because mine can be real quick. Oh, okay, okay. Would you like to start, then? Yes. Um, uh, my heel of the week is, uh, a certain motherfucker named Blake Tanner. Um... Wait, <laughs> Wait what? Oh, shit, we've gone full meta. <laughs> Shut I... her down, it's, it's gotten too much. I've just, I've just gone all the way around, because I have not watched a single iota of wrestling for the past week and a half where normally I'll pick up bits and pieces of something, and I've just been a bad wrestling fan. Yeah. I'm just a bad wrestling fan because my life is just so goddamn hectic right now, and I just want to sit down and watch wrestling some nights, but I just fucking can't. And you know what? That makes me a terrible person. All right. I mean, the plot, the first few episodes of this show basically did cement the fact that we're three wrestling fans that don't watch wrestling. So, I mean, it's okay. You're good. Don't worry about it. No, y'all know enough about what happened this week in wrestling to put together a show. I'm just here like, oh, that happened? Blake's over there like, who's Marco Stun? What? <laughs> what happened? Marco, what's a jungle boy? What's the Judas effect? <laughs> The, the what? Uh, they're on a what? A boat? <laughs> Someone said to compete in XT should do a show on a plane. <laughs> His name is John Moxley now? <laughs> um, well, my heel of the week, this is less of a traditional, this is a bad thing that happened in wrestling, and more of a traditional, this was a very good heel moment. And it was teased earlier, but it's when Chris Jericho stone cold fucking stabbed Moxley in the eye with a spike off of his jacket because it reminded me how good Chris Jericho is at ag- fuck it acting because like you know Chris Le Champion is all fun and bubbly and egotistical when I he mean, he did he did step away to take acting lessons before yeah. he came back for that feud with uh with HBK. But, like, when he pulled the spike off of the jacket, you can see everything fade away and classify itself as obsolete. No, it just all it all fades away from his face, and he looks like a genuine sociopath as he just gets so ready to stab a man in the eyeball with no remorse, nothing. It was a horrifying moment that took him from, hey, I'm a fun, cool, silly heel to... 
I'm fucking dangerous, and you don't want to fuck with me. And I was even like, though I have the slowest back elbow in modern <laughs> history. <laughs> yeah. Well, it that was, was the moment where he whispered in Mox's ear, "You remember those fucking tax?" Yeah. It was a moment of just pure on, like, oh, he is a bad, bad man, and he proved it in that moment. And it, it was really the time to do it, because Moxley's the contender where Jericho ne- knows, like, okay, I can't joke around about the bubbly with this guy. I gotta prove I'm a dangerous individual, and he proved it in the ring. Then I can joke that. around about stabbing his fucking eye out. Oh, yeah, yeah. This and is then- also, um, I would love to say... I enjoyed so many of the Metal Gear Solid uh, shit that came out with Moxley as Big Boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, And the fact that he wrestled with the eye patch on is some dope-ass moves. Uh, my heel of the week is the uh, the Young Bucks for uh, for pulling a classic Hulk Hogan after Kenny and, uh, and Paige, when the titles came out, celebrated. It was like that Hulk Hogan bit where he celebrated with Macho Man. Couldn't couldn't fucking let him have the moment. Yeah. There was a bit in the, the interview after where they showed up and they were like, hey, and you can just see the look of, like, annoyance. Well, I feel like that's, I mean, that's part of the storyline, though, I have to oh, say. Oh, I know. I'm saying, I'm saying. They're heels because of it. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they're shitty, they're the shittiest friends ever. Yeah. Like, Kenny's, Kenny is trying to be a good friend. The Bucks are just like, whatever, it's Adam Page. I did like his line about, like, yeah, man. I I'm I'm surprised we won these before you. Aren't aren't you the best tag team? And he just walks <laughs> away. Yeah, that's I would love, and I know this ain't the way they're going. The entire elite turns heel and Adam Page now becomes Sting on a vengeance mission to take them down. I mean He's got, if he turns heel, he's the most justified heel I can think of in the company. Yeah, oh, yeah at easily. that point, he would be so heel, he was babyface. Yeah, he'd go right back around. It's it's Kevin Owens' territory. Yeah, exactly. But uh, now on, speaking of babyfaces, now on to babyfaces of the week. Would any of you like to go first? Yes, I would. I would, I would like to talk about uh, the champion of the earth, uh, Daniel Bryan. And his uh, his continued efforts to try and like do good things with his with his position. He recently came out and talked about how he is trying to get WWE to make shirts out of recycled materials. Oh, cool! Uh, with the proceeds going to to charity. His exact words were, "I don't need this money. Yeah, it can help people." And I was just like, "This is." That's why we love you. Like yeah, he, you're just a genuinely good dude. Yeah, you're just a good dude. If you weren't so like kind of weird about the eco stuff, like like you know having a non-flushing toilet out in your your shed and all that shit, that's called an outhouse. If it doesn't flush, that's called an outhouse. Mm-hmm. That's just the poop closet. <laughs> the poop closet. <laughs> they teach you that in grade school there in Alabama. <laughs> Teacher, I need to go to the poop closet. (laughs) That that genuinely popped Dylan. I'm proud of you, Blake. (laughs) You got a pop out of the boy. (laughs) Well, it's because we were in the trailers at at, at elementary school, so we didn't have to. We couldn't. Were they like? Were they like school trailers, or they? Is it like homeschooling in a trailer park? (laughs) No, no, they were at the school, but they were actual home trailers because the teacher slept in them at night. Oh my god! What? Yeah, exa- that's a re- yeah, that's definitely a real thing that I'm telling you that really, really happened. Do you believe like, me? I've been to 
your hometown. I know what it's like there. It could go either way. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. Two truths and a lie, motherfucker. <laughs> Did we really call it a poop closet? That's for you to decide. <laughs> I know you do now when you're drunk. That's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's just because of shit in the closet. Didn't say it wasn't accurate. Just look right behind him. That's why Blake sits in front of his closet when he records. You don't want to see his shame behind him. Yeah, if you ever just see me turn the camera up, you know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got one of those no-flush toilets. He's made his own personal indoor outhouse. Yeah, yeah. it's right there in with, like, the clothes that I did <laughs> my laundry. <laughs> yeah. Well, my baby face of the week is a man we know all too well, and his name is Mega Ran. Because, unfortunately, we don't, because we don't like to talk about the sad things, but the soul man, Rocky Johnson, did pass on uh, a few, was it last week, I think? A few yeah, days last, last week. Last week. And uh, promptly putting it into my Twitter petition to try to go to Disneyland with The Rock. And um, Mega Rand then subsequently, like within a day or so, writes this amazing rap all about Rocky Johnson and about, like, how he's not just the, the Rock's dad about like all this amazing stuff that he did about how he was an inspiration, and it was amazing. And the minute I saw it, I'm like, Rocky has to see this. Like I don't care what I have to do, Rocky has to see this. Fun fact: Rocky did not only see it; he tweeted it on the day of the Soul Man's funeral. And so then Mega Ran went from like, this is a very respectful thing to, holy fuck, The Rock retweeted me. What? And it was like the most beautiful moment of uh, one of our friends doing a great tribute to a fallen wrestler and then getting recognized for it. I love anytime Rand gets recognized for being awesome. I'm like, that's, that's let's, our guy. Let's be honest. One of your friends, if he saw Blake or me, he wouldn't fucking recognize us. But like, he'd see your ginger ass and he'd be like, this motherfucker. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dylan, you have no idea how true that is with other celebrities in podcasting. Yeah, exactly. Wait, hold on. What are you referencing? Uh, mostly Jerry. Oh, yeah, Justin, when we walked up, and he's like, Scotty, how are you doing, man? And then Blake's to the side, like, hi. No, that's, I mean, I've literally never seen him before, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now Dylan, is up to you to give us the end shot of, oh, no, we gave Dylan the job to put the shot of positivity at the end of the show. What is it? Wait, no, he already went. <laughs> Wait, Dylan went, or did you go? Dylan was Daniel Bryan. I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> when, when did you just zone out? Were you just thinking about how great you were going to put over Mega Ran? No, I was busy. I think he thinks we're interchangeable, Blake. <laughs> Actually, no, that's pretty true, isn't it? I was busy in the poop closet, Dylan. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Your Blake. recording studio is the poop closet? Yes. Yes, it is, Blake. Dylan, go. Wait. <laughs> Come on, Dylan, speak up. I see you over there with your red shirt and your poop closet. Now listen here, you motherfucker. Um, <laughs> all right, no, my my baby face of the week is actually, funnily enough, not the wrestler, but the person, Chris Jericho. Because okay. He, because he has put together one of the most unique wrestling venues ever. Yes. In the form of a boat. <laughs> And he has turned this fucking, like, 
weird idea that he had, probably while drunk one night, and it's like, it, oh, dude, it was he had to have been wasted. Oh, exactly. He's like, man, I love cruises. Let's just do wrestling on a cruise. Yeah. Baby! And he fucking did it. And this is the second year, and now the company that he's a part of is just doing their show on a boat. They had to pre-tape it. Sadly, they couldn't do it live. But now we got an episode of Dynamite on a boat. Yeah, exactly. And you got so many... I like how All In and that happened, like, back-to-back, and then they both joined the company, and the company was just like, no, we'll back you to do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you did this? You made this? We made I, this. I also just thought about something, just logistically. It is the weirdest fucking thing in existence that AEW decided to do two back-to-back shows called Bash in the Beach in the middle of fucking winter. <laughs> like, hey, let's do this, baby! It's time! It's Christmas so- in July? Nope, summer in January! We got I it! I think it was largely because of the cruise. Yeah, it, it was... It was Bash at the Beach, Cold Front Edition. Yeah. Um, but he, and so many great things come out of the cruise. Like, you've got so many wrestlers that probably don't get to interact as much as they used to. Um, yeah. because they're all on the road with different promotions and they're all trapped on a boat with you. You get to have John Moxley finally. Get to sing Sweet Caroline, not intoxicated, to a, a score of screaming fans who are also excited. I mean, the most beautiful moment, I talked about it pre-show, but is still Jericho coming out to a Sandman-like reception of a crowd of people singing Judas at him. And I'm like, that that's the good shit. That's the good shit right you there. Can, the bit where you can tell that, like, he was trying to be healed, but he was still like, yes. Oh, do it. Do it. The year was 1969. The U.S. was a race to the moon against the USSR. What they didn't expect, however, was to find their real enemies not waiting in Russia, but instead on the very moon they were aiming for. Fifty years later and our world is still at siege from enemies beyond our stars. And that's where the Space Marines come into play. And let me tell you something. I'm one of the best. The name's Dane Armstrong, the world's greatest Space Marine, and the man who's come to save your asses. Not really. Join the BS Network as they head straight into the stars for Deviant, an audio drama featuring action, adventure, space piracy, and karaoke? Hop aboard and fly with us into the stars every other Sunday on this Deviant. Well, boys, we've talked AEW, we've talked a little bit about New Japan, and we've made predictions for the Royal Rumble, but that's not the only Rumble this weekend. We've got JXT's Rumble in the Jungle, and more importantly, the Regal Rumble. In order to hear about it, let's go over to the JWF for another episode of Monday Night War.
always by a man who's gonna be rumbling this weekend. It's Captain T. That's right, Sills. And here at the JWF, I always strive to give you, our lovely viewers, exactly what you want. That's right, Tibbs, but there's one man who's been asking you for weeks to give him what he wants, and that is, of course, the Canadian one. The man known as Felix Ball. I mean, he's attacked the Hammerman, one of your personal favorites. He God damn stole it. the JWF Captain's Championship, and recently he's put his sights on your son, Chuck Tibbs, all in this effort to give him what he wants. Tibbs, what's going on? Well, Sills, as you well know, I've got quite the history with Felix Ball. We fought in just about every nook and cranny you could fit us into. And he's just always had a chip on his shoulder about me with one thing or another, whether it was me driving him up to Canada, trying to force him there, or me invading Canada and him kicking me out, or us just saving the world, and then he tried to turn on us and we kicked him out, and you know, he just really hates me, Sills. That's right, Tibbs, but I'm sure Felix Ball is in the back right now, eagerly awaiting your response. You've said, you said it last week, you would have a response for Felix Ball tonight. And you know what, Tibbs, why don't you head up to the ring and let everybody know exactly how you're going to respond to Felix Ball in his heinous actions. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to bring your attention to uh, Felix fucking Ball, who wants to start a bit of a hostage situation with me, as he did last week. He, he's got my belt. He has beaten down my son mercilessly, and he says that he won't stop until the JWF lies in ruins. Unless, of course, I give him exactly what he wants. Unless I give in to his demands, well, listen, normally Tibbs wouldn't negotiate with a damned northern terrorist like Felix fucking Ball, which is exactly what Ball is, but he's got my son, see, he's got my family, he's got my blood, I hate to say it, but Felix Ball could destroy me and everything that I've created with my own two hands here, which is why that I have to up. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is, the music of Felix the Wrecking Ball with a smug look on his face coming out to the ring. He's got a microphone in his hands, and he looks more than excited to hear what old Tim's about to say. Let's see. Oh, I I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I, I hate to interrupt. It's just, oh, Tim's. Tipsy boy, I had to come out here and see this. For the first time in existence, old Captain Tibbs is in that ring begging and pleading for his miserable little life. <laughs> for the first time, I got old Captain Tibbs bent over a barrel, and you know you have to give in to my demands or you lose everything. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please continue. Please, please, Tibbs. I just, I really needed to savor this moment. Oh, yeah, go ahead, take it in. Just absorb all of it, Felix. I'm happy to see that you seem to be enjoying all this because I... Well, there is one thing that I'd like to remind you of. 
and that uh, a honeypot is not just the name of one of our interviewers, you see. Wait, what are you... Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, it's Chuck Tibbs, the son of Captain Tibbs, coming from out of nowhere, beating down Felix Ball with a steel chair, absolutely wailing on the Canadian one. And now Tibbs with a big super kick to the skull, leveling him. And now, wait a minute, Chucky, Chucky grabbing that steel chair, wrapping it around the head of Felix Ball. Now he's picked him up. Oh my God, a vicious DD Tibbs right down onto the chair. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I think that could have broke the neck of Felix Ball right there. The Canadian one just writhing in pain. Chuck grabbing the mic. Hey, uh, Ball. Ball, you think I need my daddy to come and save me? Really? Is that all you thought I was? After everything you put me through, after everything I've done this year to prove myself over the last 365 days all the times you knocked me down that I wouldn't be able to get back up again on my own unlike you Felix I don't need someone to come and save me when the going gets tough I don't have to cheat or lie or do any of that to reach the top at the Regal Rumble I'm gonna do to you what you've done to me so many times. And that is knock you down and rip that captain's title away from your cold, dead hands. I've beaten you before, Felix Ball. And I more than certainly can do it again, you son of a bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like the gauntlet has been laid down. And it looks like we have our last match made right now for the Regal Rumble. As Chuck Tibbs takes on the Wrecking Ball for the JWF Captain's Championship. And it looks like like Captain Tibbs coming back to join me right now. Tibbs, has this been planned? Did you know this from the beginning? (laughs) Of course I did, Sills. How do you think I came up with the honeypot bit, really, though? That's right, Tibbs. And let me tell you something. It's going to be an absolutely amazing match. I mean, uh, Chuck Tibbs, you got to think he was the first ever captain's champion. And you got to think he is eager to get that belt back around his waist. 100% Sills. And you know what? At the Rumble, he's going to be the next captain's champion. That's right. And speaking of champions, let's talk about two men who are looking at becoming the next JWF Tag champions, and those are of course the men known as the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, the team of Sam Adams and Houston Longhorn, a team that formed under the tutelage of a man known as Spider Lockhart, a man who I know you've had some issues with in the past, Tibbs. Ah, uh, yes, those, uh, those Southern Boys just—they've come straight out of hell, which uh, is what I like to call Texas, and they've just been running roughshod over the VWO. That's right. I mean, it all started back at the Tibby Awards last year when, of course, the uh, VWO were awarded the Tag Team of the Year Award, an absolutely esteemed award in this company. But before they could come down, before they could claim that title, Spider Lockhart leveling them with a clothesline and then the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys coming out and making it clear that they were making a bid for the JWF Tag Team Championships, and that, of course, led to a match at the Regal Rumble, a Texas street fight that actually the VWO issued. The VWO issued this opportunity to face off against the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys in this Texas street fight. And let me tell you something, I don't think this is the wisest idea from them. Well, listen, so this is, this is obviously the VWO posturing 
They won Tag Team of the Year last year. They believe that they are the greatest tag team in the JWF right now. And Silves, that just brings with them an air of confidence that makes them think that they can beat the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys at what they're best at. That's right, Tibbs. But of, of course, when you talk about tag teams, when you talk about tag team champions, let's look at two of the greatest tag team champions we've had in this company's history, the men known as the Rat Sension. Men who just a few short months ago, they returned to this company. They returned to this company, and then in a vicious ladder match, the Rat Boy Connor ended up turning on his partner, Victor, separating their union, and it has led to nothing but brawl after bloody brawl week after week. And of course, last week, the match was made for the Regal Rumble. Victor finally gets his hands on Connor and Tibbs. Let me tell you, it's going to be one hell of a match. I'm looking forward to it, Sills. You see, this is probably the most interesting the Rat Sension has been ever. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, I mean, Ratboy Connor last week, he made some very big accusations towards Victor. He said that Victor's ego was bigger than his, that Victor was jealous of the star that the Ratboy was, which is why we have sent one of our top interviewers backstage with Victor to get his thoughts on Connor's words. Let's have a listen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Honeypot Mick, I'm not the leader of the Dark Order. Please stop tweeting me about it. Here with the man known as Victor, formerly of the Rat Sension. Now, Victor, last week you came out and challenged your former partner, Rat Boy Connor, to a match at the Regal Rumble, claiming his ego was holding you back. Connor then accepted your challenge while claiming that you were the real one with an ego problem. I've got to know where you stand on that this week. Yeah, uh, you know, actually, I've given a lot of thought about that, and you know, I think Connor was right. As much as I hate to admit it, Connor was right. I wake up, and I train, and I work my ass off just to pray that someone will give me credit for it. I literally kill myself in that ring just to hope that someone will chant my name. I fight each and every day of my life just to hope someone will think I'm important. But you know something? Ego's just part of the professional wrestling game, mate. You come into the JWF and you don't think you're hot shit, you don't deserve to be here. But like always, egos will clash, egos will bruise, and then you're left with one or two options, you see. You can forget about it and move on, or you can take your ball and go home. And unfortunately for me and Connor, after years of working together, I don't think there's any forgetting about it and moving on. That is why I'd like to add one final stipulation to our match. The loser of our match at the Regal Rumble leaves the JWF. I know for a fact that if I win, Connor won't want to show his face around here anymore. And honestly, if I can't beat Connor, then I just don't deserve my career here in the first place. Oh my god, Tibbs! I gotta say something, I think this has gotten out of hand! I mean, the rap boy Connor, Victor, they have both proven that they are talent, they are commodities on their own outside of the rat sension, but it looks like Victor's willing to take his ball and go home if Connor's better than him this Sunday. Fight to the death, 
fight to the death. Yeah, well, Tibbs, I mean, you gotta think. Victor has been one of the biggest names over these last few weeks. Uh, Victor has proven himself as a definite contender, possibly a future champion in this company. But, I mean, a, a sneak roll-up, any of the Rat Boys' tactics, his cheating tactics this Sunday could lead to us never seeing him again. Well, Sills, uh, to be completely honest, uh, the way that this feud is gone, it's not going to stop until one of them either kills each other or leaves. And while I really would like the former to happen in some point, I don't think that's legally acceptable. That's all right, Tibbs, but who knows if Victor does manage to win that match, he will go on to the Regal Rumble match, a match where 20 men will enter the JWF ring with one goal and one goal in mind, and that is to be the last man standing in that ring. That goal is to become the man who's going to head to Wrestlepalooza, the biggest shindig of the year, to face off against the JWF champion for an opportunity as title in the main event. This is a star-making match, Tibbs. Of course, Sills. At any point in time, the time you get an opportunity to prove yourself against so many other individuals who all deserve to be here is really where the stars shine. That's right, Tibbs. And you got to think about the stars that that match has made in the past. I mean, Momoa Curry, his career seemed to be fading. Then winning it last year really shot him up to stardom. Scotty Moore, a man who was just known as a tag team specialist, ended up becoming a major single star the year that he won the Rumble. And in fact, he's now leading his own stable, the men known as the Dynasty. Yes, for better or for worse, the winner of the Rumble is always destined to do great things. That is right, Tibbs. And speaking of the Dynasty, let's not forget of the Dynasty. It's made up of some great superstars, including the man known as Blake Tanner, the man known as the B, the man who currently holds the record for the longest reigning championship reign in our modern era. And of course, he has an opportunity to win that title back this Sunday at the Regal Rumble when he takes on Momoa Curry. But Tibbs, I gotta be honest, this is a different Blake Tanner than we saw during his title reign. He has changed. He's, he's become more vicious, more diabolical, and I gotta say, I'm afraid for Momoa Kurt. Yes, yeah, so and Blake Tanner has a lot to prove with this match. His fellows in the dynasty both hold very, very important wins over Momoa Curry, and that's gotta contribute to whatever has broken inside Blake Tanner's head. That's right, and of course, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Scotty Moore made a decree to Momoa Curry. He said that he's going to set up matches. Last week, he faced the Dillon and defeated the Dillon, banning him from ringside. And tonight, in our main event, Momoa Curry is going to take on Scotty Moore. And if he manages to get that victory over Scotty, Scotty will be banned from ringside as well. But let's not forget, Momoa Curry to this day has yet to hold a pinfall victory over Scotty Moore. He's never been able to get one up on him. That's right, Sills. And that might change this Sunday. That's right. But, well, it might change tonight because Scotty Moore is in the ring facing off against Momoa Curry. And, oh, my God, Scotty immediately trying for that big super kick, causing Momoa to re recoil back into his, or into his corner. And let me tell you something, Tim. Scotty looks real amused with himself. I mean, I don't even think he was trying to land the super kick. He just wants to get in the head of Momoa Curry, use those mind games to take advantage. Well, Sills, that's really how you'd start a match out with Momoa Curry. 
if you don't stop the freight train before it knocks you over, then you're going to get cut down. That's right, and now Momoa Curry, the JWF champion, god of the JWF, standing back, starting to circle with the infamous one, looking like two lions approaching each other in the wild, and ooh, quickly locking up, collar and elbow tie-up. Both men jockeying for position at this point, Scotty trying to gain some leverage, but ooh, Momoa just unceremoniously tossing him to the ground. And let me tell you something, Tim, Scotty is not happy about that. That's just the strength advantage Momoa Curry will always have against the leader of the dynasty. Mm -hmm. That's why when you know you're going up against a more powerful opponent that you can't match blow for blow, that's when ingenuity comes in. That's when outsmarting your opponent is the name of the game. That's right, but I don't think Scotty Moore's acting particularly smart right now. Looks like he's calling for a test of strength, trying to battle the JWF strength to shrink, muscle to muscle. I don't know if it's a wise move. I mean, look, Momoa's even laughing in the other corner of the ring. Oh, be careful, Momoa. This may be that ingenuity. I don't know. Looks like Momoa willing to oblige him. Both men locking up fingers, trying to wrestle, hold over one each other. But, oh, my God, Scotty immediately stomping the god of the JWF in the gut. Momoa falling to his knees. Oh, but Scotty maintaining hand control on both of those hands. And, oh, my God, putting boots to the chest of Momoa Curry, sending him writhing back and forth in pain, holding on to the arms. And Tim's, you gotta think a move like that, it's working over the arms of Momoa, the chest, the entire body. Scotty Moore is demolishing it. It's gonna not be good for Momoa Curry, and this is the warrior spirit, that honor-bound nature of Momoa Curry has got him into this situation, Silks. That's right, Momoa falling to the ground. You can see him grabbing at that chest, grabbing where all of those boot marks are laying into the body of Momoa, and Scotty trying to take advantage, climbing to the top rope. Might be looking for that big elbow drop that secured him victories in the past. Scotty jumping off, but oh my God! Momoa at the last minute stands up, nailing him with a Momoan punch, jacking the jaw of Scotty Moore. And you gotta think, not only do you have the force upward of the Momoan punch, you got the force of gravity pulling him down. Gotta make that strike ten times as powerful, Tips. Oh, definitely, Sills. You got an extra few feet of momentum going in both ways. That's right, but wait a minute. Scotty Moore wisely rolling out of the ring. And let me tell you something, that is a smart move. I honestly think if he had stayed on the mat, stayed in that ring, Momoa could have gotten a pinfall right there. But wait a minute, Tibbs. What in the world is Scotty Moore doing? Grabbing his cash in the back briefcase, trying to leave. This is ridiculous. Oh, Sills, this is, this is Scotty Moore at his best. He knows if he's beaten, he just takes his ball and goes home. That's right, exiting the ring, but it looks like Momoa not going to give him the option as he rushes out of the ring and levels Scotty with a big clothesline, absolutely taking down the leader of the dynasty. And now Scotty looking rocked on the outside of the ring, Momoa backing up to the guardrail, and Tibbs looks like the champ is going to that place, that place that's won him the title, that secured him the title in so many defenses in the past, roaring to the sky, setting up for the fisherman's spear, but oh my god! Scotty Moore! Scotty Moore used the cash in the bag briefcase, cracking in the skull of Momoa Curry, who just falls like a left ragdoll to the ground. This is a horrifying. That's a foreign object. That's it. The match is over. That's right. Shibata, the referee, forced to call for the DQ. Scotty Moore just got himself banned from ringside this Sunday. But I think all the damage he needs to do is what's happening right now as he just beats down Momoa, that briefcase. You can see the blood 
pouring from the head from that initial assault, and this doesn't look good for the champ. Scotty Moore didn't care about being banned from this match or not, Sills. He wanted to sucker Momoa Curry in so he could cash in and try to get the championship. That's right, Tibbs. I mean, look at him. He's staring down at the cash-in-the-bag briefcase. I think he was initially just using it as a weapon, but it looks like Scotty Moore... Scotty Moore might be doing it tonight, Tibbs! Scotty Moore's got the briefcase throwing it into the hands of Shibata, trying his best to roll Momoa Curry's lip and broken body into the ring. Shibata lifted up the briefcase, and it looks like we've got to cash in tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Scotty Moore cashing in on Momoa Curry! Oh, Sills, I don't like where this is going. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute, Tibbs. There it is, Blake Tanner, the man who is set to face Momoa Curry at the Regal Rumble this Sunday, rushing out to the ring, ripping the briefcase out of Shibata's hand. What in the world is Blake Tanner doing? I don't know, Sills. I, maybe he wants to be the one to dethrone Momoa Curry. Oh, quite possibly, but now he's just grabbed the briefcase, and now... Oh my God, just placing it under the skull of Momoa Curry. The blood of the champ pouring down onto the case itself, turning that green case a gruesome color of crimson. And wait a minute, Blake Tanner now backing up as Scotty Moore almost looks proud of the man known as the B as he nails a Blake out straight down onto the skull of Momoa Curry, denting in the briefcase itself. And Tibbs, like you said, Blake Tanner, I think he wants to be the one to beat Momoa Curry this Sunday. And if this streak of brutality, if this violence keeps up this Sunday, he might just be the one to do it. Sills, the dynasty are a complicated sort. Who could have thought that this is what we'd be seeing at the end of the night? It's just shameful. That's right. It looks like Scotty Moore raising Blake Tanner's hand above his head. I don't think there's any lost love between these two. I mean, in the past, we've seen the BS. Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, they've been multiple-time tag team champions, best friends. So you got to think this was all planned from the beginning. Maybe, Sills. It's just plans all the way down with the Dynasty. You never really know what they're thinking. That is right, Tibbs, but in order to see what happens when Blake Tanner takes on Momoa Curry, when the Rat Boy faces Victor, when, uh, when of course, the VWO come toe-to-toe -to -toe with the men known as the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, and, of course, in order to see that 20-man Regal Rumble match, you're going to have to tune in this Sunday to the Regal Rumble on the official Fight Boys YouTube channel, and also the night before, be sure to stick around for JXT, rumble in the jungle it is going to be one hell of a card we've got some amazing matches it's going to be a great weekend of wrestling tips i'm looking forward to it sills it's going to be a night to remember that is right and of course ladies and gentlemen in order to see what happens after all of that you're going to have to tune in next time to jwf monday night wolf So, Blakey T, it has been one hell of an episode, my brother. What did you learn this week? Um, I learned that not everybody knows about the podcasting poop closet. The, <laughs> the PPC, you know, that good, good PPC, baby. Which is a possible other name for our stable if we ever make one. Yeah, and I learned that there were a lot of good things on the Jericho cruise, a lot of good treats, but the sweetest thing on the cruise was Sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. 
Oh, man, that made me so happy when I heard about that. Very but good. until next time, remember you can find Dylan on Twitter at Dick and Stormy. Blake, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom, D-A-R-K-R-O-O-M-V-I-D-Y-A. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon and be sure to check out all the other BS Network programs online at a load of pure BS.com, ladies and gentlemen, including Deviant, which has got, had, last week's episode was Buckwild, next week's is going to be even more Buckwild. We're up to four episodes, it's officially bingeable. Make sure to catch up on Deviant as we head into the latter half of our first season because it's only going to get crazier from here. So make sure to check that out and remember to support the show, whether that be by donating to the Patreon, picking up some merch at merch.loadupyourbs.com, or most importantly, just leave us a review on iTunes. But if you've done all of that, firstly, holy shit, you're amazing. And secondly, of course, make sure to tell a friend who loves pro wrestling that they need to check out The Fight Boys. Yes. Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. You heard all about Mega Ran earlier in the show. He is great. He has some buckwild tunes, and I love his music. He's a great dude. That's right. We love you, Mega Ran. And as always, you can find us at loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show, Marco Stunt. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! This is what I'm